0: Do you need some inspiration, a little encouragement, and a mindset shift? If so, this podcast is just for you. I am your show host, Tanisha. Welcome to another episode with Trust and Believe Podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed last week's episode. I really, really felt that episode on abundance and to be honest, y'all, the enemy fought me so bad after speaking on abundance of wealth. But I continued to speak my abundance affirmations out loud against my thoughts and everything that was coming against me last week. So if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that. But before we jump into the affirmations, I definitely want to shout out some birthday love. Today, I want to shout out my sister friend who is celebrating her birthday, which is Kristen. Today, she turns 32. So, happy birthday to you. And also, I want to send some birthday love to Brittany and Bianca, who will be celebrating their birthday coming up this weekend and at the beginning of next week. So, happy birthday, ladies. Now, for our three affirmations for this week, here we go. I am stress-free. I am healthy and I am loved. And let me also insert this. Today will be a great day. So if you haven't, pause this podcast and say your affirmations and get those in for today. And we're going to jump into this episode. But let me tell you, today we're going to do a Mindset Matters show. And today on the show, we have none other than my brother, Tremaine. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. He has supported my podcast and shown love since I started and I'm excited and I'm gonna let him introduce himself. y'all so we got my brother here on the show i'm really excited to have him here today i cannot wait to you guys hear his story his journey his growth i'm so very proud of him and just how he's come so far so today i just want him to introduce himself he has a nonprofit organization and he's gonna give you all these goodies so i'm gonna let him have the floor and then we're gonna ask him some questions and get a little deep today
1: thank you tanisha for having me I'm Tremaine Ingram. For those of you who don't know, I'm from Montgomery County. A proud native of Montgomery County.
0: Yes, we have <laughs> Moco.
1: Yeah, I um have a nonprofit called Moco Life Nine One O. Um, it was founded in officially founded in, in 2016. But Moco was a vis- Moco Life Nine One O was a vision of mine that I started having back when I was in prison.
0: All right, so tell us about Moco Life and tell us about this vision that you had got when you was locked up and what makes you dedicated to this vision of Moko life
1: the vision started coming where when i knew i wanted to make change or have change in my life i didn't want to go back out and do the same things i did to end up in prison Mm -hmm. and so trying to get my mind right as far as staying focused on the things that i shouldn't do or the things i'm not going to do when i do get back out
0: that's good
1: i started writing down my visions um the plans that i felt i needed to take in order to to remain free um i had a strong support system so any idea that i had as long as it was something i don't know
0: positive
1: yeah as long as it was something positive they always continue to support me and be there for me um so that's another thing i say it's important to if you have someone who's locked up don't ever turn your back on them um don't give up on them because you know you never know what what dreams or goals they may have and, vision. Or, and the vision that they have to influence someone else, so, that so
0: was, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, so do you think that you know with all of that help that really pushed you to go into getting moko life to help the community so
1: yeah, it definitely pushed me because I actually had the idea and set on it for years um oh wow. It took like three years before I started sitting around talking to um, Mickey mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Love Mickey. And we would always she would she would invite me over. Um, we would go over there. She would pray and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she, like I said, she would help me along with with, with my vision. Um, and she was always like, as long as your vision aligns with God, I'm gonna always have your back.
0: Oh, and that's so. So that was so. something.
1: Um, and so I, at first we started. Doing like community cleanups, we started in Weavertown doing community cleanups um, where we had the um, youth in the community help out helping um, vol- volunteering to help clean up the community
0: That's and me. then we would
1: get together have prayer and just just have a fellowship
0: so with that was it just you and Mickey or did you have a team whenever you guys at, went?
1: at that moment, that was just me and Mickey and um
0: nice.
1: other other people in the, in the community started volunteering to help. So then we started going from neighborhood to neighborhood. Each week it was growing. Um, so I started procrastinating once again as far as going to non-profit rap. People started reaching out to me through Facebook because they started reading some of the things that I would post. And I'm a better writer than I am speaker.
0: Got you. But you're doing good today. So that's really
1: good. And so through that, um... One of the teachers seen my post and started inviting me to the school to talk to troubled, to troubled teens. So I did that for a little while. Um, Jan, Jan Lily, if you mm-hmm. know her, she would reach out to me. Like, like when I first came home, she would reach out to me often. Want me to um, talk to youth and stuff. And um, I think it was Stanley County. Okay. And at the time, I always declined because... I wasn't sure on what I was going to do. When I say I wasn't sure, I wasn't strong enough that... Yes. I didn't feel like I was strong enough to where I wasn't going back to the streets.
0: Gotcha. That's So before deep. I
1: took that step, I wanted to make sure that I was right.
0: Gotcha. And I feel like a lot of people are struggling with that right now because I really feel like a lot of people... Of course, they got it in their hearts that they want to do good. But just that transition... Of course, like you have said, Mickey helped and other people. So, you know, I'm sure that that was a big help. You know, just having people that was always behind you. And like you have encouraged people, if you got somebody that's locked up, to just always encourage them and try to push them, you know, so when they do get back out here into the life of freedom, you know, they will go ahead and pursue their dreams. But I want to ask you, you know, because I've never been locked up, but, you know, why is it just that big hard um turn why is it why is it a big challenge to you know transition i think
1: so much people get caught up in their environment um that's how we was raised up that's that's what we know so it's easy for somebody to say you should know right from wrong but when we live in a life where our wrongs we always thought was right it's hard to try and break that cycle um Mm so I see and that's that's from where I come from now um don't get me wrong I love I love pastors because I'm really I'm religious religious um uh, but you have some people who don't believe in religion right and I don't ever want to sit there and cause religion to stop me from being able to to reach someone so I understand I people have different religions and stuff so I just be me I don't try to sit there and and uh, preach to no one I just be myself
0: let your light shine yeah, and i really we... believe that's you know that's i can really relate because that's exactly where i'm at i just let my light shine and may that attract who god is wanting me to touch
1: and yeah how i look at it is like if i can reach them if i can reach them to cause them to to change or yeah. either have more positive thoughts to change to want to change Um, All I can do is lead them to the well. Now that's where a preacher or someone else come in, and they can do do everything else from there. Right. But it's just my job to 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 cause them to help them
0: change. Right. That's good. All right. So Tremaine, I see all the time that you are always posting, and I see the hashtag Goon, and I see that it means graciously overcoming obstacles and negativity. So could you just give us um, a brief overview on that?
1: Goon is also actually a program within Oco Life Nine One Zero where we um, correspond with inmates and stuff to try to help them have a better mindset with their transition upon their release and also why they're incarcerated. But um, Goon, you know, as far as being in the streets, the Goon always been like something negative, something Mm -hmm. like you, you just tough guy. Right. So it was just an acronym. Um, I broke it down graciously overcoming obstacles and negativity because we all, everyone from Anyone from our walks of life, we're going to have obstacles that we right. going to go through. So, as long as you can overcome them, you're a goon.
0: That's true. Now, when you say you help the inmates, what are some things that you guys do to help them?
1: Basically, be a pen pal. Because um, not oh, everyone cool. doesn't have um, family who supports them. Right. So, we try to keep money on the phone so people can call um every now and then, you know what I'm saying, somebody may need money, um, may need some funds or something to to buy stuff at or just everyday life. But for the most part, just try to be that listening ear, somebody that can correspond with back and forth.
0: I think that's amazing. That's really good. So do you guys just go to different prisons or do you go back to the prison that you were in?
1: No, um, I haven't been into the prison in a minute, but um, it's more so now. It's like, if you know an inmate, you know they pass it along. So it's you may have different people calling you, um, uh, different messages coming through. So it's something like that. Some a lot of people I know, some I don't know.
0: Oh well, I think that's really amazing. That's really dope.
1: And that's more so what I do as far as within the Moco um, Life Nine One Zero organization as far as the programs. Um, but we have other um programs like Family Ties, um, willing to work, um, free to learn. Like free to learn is like a tutoring service that we offer um so somewhere in the near future if you want to invite other members from Moko Life Now no on mm-hmm. they can break down exactly what they do in those different programs um we also do back to school drives and stuff where we um give kids stuff backpacks and stuff feed them stuff like that more like I'm a sorry. fellowship
0: Now are you guys doing anything I know the whole coronavirus and all of that are you guys helping any seniors this year I know you have a senior um that is graduating from high school but are you guys doing anything for them
1: no we didn't prepare to do anything for the seniors um
0: i guess nobody was prepared of course (laughs) for any of this
1: we're not doing anything as far as like under moco life but we're all doing stuff for people individually okay as far as moco life gotcha
0: This episode was brought to you by Naraya's Way Foundation. We are a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to help children that have lost a parent in the act of senseless gun violence. We understand that healthy grieving is important for everyone, especially children who have their whole life ahead of them. That is why our focus is on grief therapy to help children heal. If you would like to know more about this organization, please visit our website at www.NariahsWayFoundation.org. All right, so Tremaine, you know, I'm real big on mindset now. And so I just came up with this question for you. So how do you maintain a good attitude when you are either tired, you're under pressure, or you just feel like others are taking advantage of you? How do you keep your mindset to where you will not go off? Basically.
1: I have learned the attitude is still there. Um,
0: That's just I have, mom- I
1: have my, yeah, I have my <laughs> moments where I want to blank. I may want to punch somebody in the face. Um, so the attitude part is still there. I just know how to t- control it. Um,
0: how did you learn how to control
1: it? Being able to think for other people. Um, when I say think for other people, I know every action is going to be a reaction. So, Most definitely. If I'm in a situation, I just have to think it through. Like, okay, if I was react this way, this person may take it like this or whatever. So I know there's consequences behind it. So I just have to try and think for someone else, too, in order to uh, smooth the situation out.
0: So did anybody like help you along that journey or it's just something every day you had just consistently worked on your attitude?
1: I think it was just a growing process. I can't say someone just helped me with my attitude, but I know through experience, um, my attitude can cause me to get into a lot of trouble. And I don't want to be in trouble. Of course, you don't want to get in trouble. Right. That's something you just learn. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: All right, Terence. So, share with us a delay or struggle that you have dealt with in your past.
1: My delay or struggle was that transition out of the streets, trying to be legit. It was a struggle, more so. The struggle could have borderline been depression because, wow, when you used to being able to do and I don't, it's it's kind of hard to explain it. Um,
0: but having know, that fast money
1: not sh- even not even just the fast money um uh, because honestly most hustlers they do more for others than they actually do for themselves
0: I'm very sure um
1: so the struggle or the depression part comes in to where when you have to tell that person no when you when you really don't have or you get what i'm saying you're making that transition you're not
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're making that transition you're not in the streets anymore um that's a struggle like that that part telling someone no not being able to um meet their needs at that moment is a struggle
0: yes i'm sure but for me on the outside looking at it it's just like but why not just choose you for a while
1: that's a hard decision and i guess
0: that might just be from a woman looking at it to a man he is the provider you know what i'm saying so i guess his job is to provide for, of course, his it's household. Not even, it's
1: not even that. It's not even um, because you're a woman. Um, it's even with friendships and stuff, too. When you're used to being able to, to do for your homeboys, it can, your home, you know okay. it can be your homeboys. It can be family members. And once you say no, you feel like you didn't let the world down. Like, that's a lot wow. of pressure.
0: That's deep, though.
1: Um, I remember um, one of my homeboys, I remember when uh, he's out now. But I remember when he uh, was writing writing me and I just told him I was like while you are you away you just focus on yourself. Um don't worry about what's going on out here. Focus on getting yourself straight because if you keep worrying about what's going on out here, when you when you come back home, it's still gonna be the same struggle. That's true. Because you're gonna put all that pressure on yourself. Um and I remember one of my home girls was always hitting me up, wanting me to do this, wanting me to do that. And yes I was doing it, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm trying to make this transition to get out the streets,
0: which I really believe that that is why a lot of, you know, why a lot of males cannot transition that because of that excuse, not like an excuse, but just because of that reason, I would say just wanting to be able to be that provider. And honestly, sometimes that could be um, other people's crutch, you know.
1: Yeah, it can be. Um, it can be. Sometimes it can be a crutch, or some people can use it as an excuse. I'm not gonna say all people deal with that same struggle, but I'm sure the majority of them do. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know anyone who wants to hustle.
0: Right. Of they course. Feel,
1: they feel like it's a way of life. And um, being that I'm older now, that's one thing I do try to. When I get the chance to talk to the youth one on one, I try to get them to see that picture.
0: Do you feel like they get it?
1: Some of them actually get it. Um, some of them, yeah, some of them actually get it. And then even with older people, uh, older guys, guys, my age are older. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be moments where I'd be like, man, I'm not going to post all this post right here's too long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but when I write it and finally post it, I get a lot of inboxes telling me how that encouraged them. And so that, that right there encourages me even more. Right. And So I would, I would be a hypocrite if I was to step out there and go back to the streets now. So that's one thing that keeps me in line knowing that's that I do good. have people watching me.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good. So, um, how did you navigate through all of that? Just, I mean, like I said, I know that transition was hard, you know. And I re- remember, like I said, y'all, I'm his sister. So, I honestly remember that day when you told me, um, you texted me, and I was still at um, our parents' house at that time. And I remember when you had said, like, I'm done with everything. So, you know, what got you up until that point to where you was done and you never went back for real, for real?
1: Let me back up to the part where, not where I never went back, but even before prison. Um, <laughs> I remember you invited me to church one day. Right. And I was like, uh, man, my probation officer not going to let me out of this house. <laughs> and you was like, go ahead and just ask anyway. And so I asked my PO, could I um leave the house or whatever? I think i was on house arrest at the time mm-hmm. i was like "Can I, i'm getting an excuse to go to church or whatever he
0: had braids y'all nah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so,
1: and so my po let me go to church and so when i heard pastor belt preach that was my first time ever hearing a pastor like the message like talk directly to me like that in a in that way to where it actually moved me okay. so i went back the next two nights and ended up getting saved right and I so i remember um uh, when i got saved on that third night any money I still had in the streets, any drugs I had still in the streets, the drugs I still had at the house, I just gave everything away. I ain't want the money back from the other people. I just washed my hands with it. Um,
0: now, that's God.
1: And so I think, like, that following week, um, I went and bought, like, some four-wheelers and dirt bikes. And so everybody in the neighborhood um, that was running with me, we all just left the streets. And to stay out the streets, we was just doing, like, riding four-wheelers and dirt bikes and stuff like that to kill the time. I remember that. Um but, like I said at that moment, I wasn't as strong as I thought I was, so months passed, and you know the um the cushion, the money or whatever um started getting low because I guess it was more so I was leaning on my cushion or whatever um my money was my support system and not God at the moment,
0: right, um,
1: so once the money started getting low, my faith got low,
0: Gotcha.
1: um, and to where I went right back to the streets,
0: which I think too, like because where we where we are from is small and it's not a lot of opportunities there so you know maybe if it was someone like you coming up that that could have helped you you know what i'm saying do you think that was a reason like because there it was just no opportunities
1: it was it, i'm not going we come from a small town yes yeah, no opportunities but you have other people that you get what i'm saying like you from there yeah, we have plenty of people from there. Right, so we all have the same opportunities. So when I look back at somebody like, like Chantel, mm-hmm. Chantel has her PhD. She done went to UNC. Um, like she's accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. She's from those same hoods. You know what I'm saying? True. So it's like I can't use that as an excuse. Um, I remember- but
0: I will say this though. I will say this. Everybody doesn't have the same upbringing. Yeah. So that don't. could definitely send a young dude that his mama might be on drugs or his mama's not there or whatever and she don't have so he can't get those Jordans or everything it might send him to the streets so that's why I'm saying like it's nothing there or no no one's speaking up to try to help these and now it is you know we have you we have you know Willie Moore we have other people in the community our, our community has definitely grown now but i definitely believe that it's different upbringings that kind of send some to the streets
1: and i guess too is what it's i don't know it's like we have we have we have people there it's
0: yeah we, we do all, we
1: all make our own decisions that's it's true like my decision my my decision um i never wanted to sell drugs honestly i never i never wanted to sell drugs even like when i was in school i ain't do any smoking i ain't doing any drinking i won't thinking about selling drugs because I seen my daddy sell drugs and I seen what what happened okay. with him so I was always trying to be opposite of him and everything oh wow um, and somehow I became a product of my environment um I but in you. school I yeah I got into a lot of fights my thing was um I was always smaller than everybody else <laughs> but I so I was gonna make them respect me I was gonna earn my respect that way
0: right but um
1: as far as hustling at that moment I wasn't that's something I wasn't trying to do.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's really good. So um, we're gonna end it, but before we end, I just want you to leave us some motivation for the week.
1: Um, my motivation would be, um, it's it's our motto for uh, Moko Life Nine One O: Never allow the, your perception of you to become your reality.
0: Mm, okay, I like that. Break that down just a little
1: bit before we leave. I was gonna tell them to break it down to get them some homework. To oh, do. okay. Let them go look up definitions and stuff like
0: that. Okay, we'll say it one more time for... for, Never um,
1: allow anyone's perception of you to become your reality.
0: Love it. All right. Well, I I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I thank you for being on the show this week. Um, Like I said, that was my big brother. And I'm so thankful that we were able to get together and do this podcast. I hope that someone out there that was listening was motivated and inspired. And until next time, we will see you guys next Tuesday.